Visions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Radio Update. Free agent safety Earl Thomas wants to be the highest paid safety in the NFL. Thomas also saying he isn't going to give the Dallas Cowboys, his hometown team, a discount either, despite being a stud at the University of Texas. Reports surfaced Thursday that Thomas met with the Cowboys reps, but says he can't sign on with any other team, and his goal is to top off the $13 million salary that Eric Berry makes with the Kansas City Chiefs. Thomas played out the final year of his contract with Seattle, not happy doing it. An ongoing contentious contract standoff did occur during the season. Then he broke his leg in week four and then flipped the bird to the Seahawks staff. F you guys after being carted off the field. We'll see what happens there. That OT loss to New England in the title game still haunting the Kansas City Chiefs. Today, Coach Andy Reid proposing new rules to the NFL overtime, suggesting both teams get at least a possession in the extra frame. As you guys remember, New England, hey, they won the toss, marched down the field, scored a touchdown, and punched their ticket to the Super Bowl, then won the Super Bowl. The NFL has received seven proposals for changes to the replay system from different teams today. It's going to consider adding a video official to Cruz in order to correct erroneous errors, the VP of Football Operations Troy Vincent said today. League owners would still need to approve the addition of the video official, likely at the league meetings that take place in March. Bryce Harper, he appears to be recruiting Le'Veon Bell to the city of brotherly love. Harper suggesting the free agent running back take his skill set to the Philadelphia Eagles in an Instagram exchange between the two-star athletes. Bell's going to hit the free agent market for the first time in his career on March 13th. He sat out the entire season for the Steelers when they placed him with the franchise tag. The Eagles have uh, re-signed defensive end Brandon Graham to a three-year extension. He was one of the best defensive uh, players in the league. The pass rusher reportedly receiving $40 million, averaging 13.33 mil per season. The 30-year-old accumulated four sacks and 70 quarterback pressures in 2018. And according to Pro Football Focus, they ranked him fourth among edge defenders. The Giants have discussed possibly trading outside linebacker Olivier Vernon this offseason. He's set to make $15.5 million, and uh, he could cut him if the G-Men can't find a trade partner for him. Including a roster bonus, the defender is going to count for $19.5 million against the cap this season. The Giants would clear $11.5 million if he's released. This just in, the Baltimore Ravens have waived running back Alex Collins. He was arrested after a car crash earlier today and released by the Ravens. NFL full combine in full swing. Memphis running back Daryl Henderson, a speedy 4.3740 yard dash. Me and Gabe will talk to Rich Sermonello later today. We're going to break it all down. Seven games in the association tonight. Chicago at Atlanta. Hawks minus 2-230. Charlotte at Brooklyn. The Nets laying 2.5, 229. And Spencer Dinwiddie returns for the Nets after missing the last 14 games. Great news for Brooklyn there. Portland at Toronto, a good one. Raptors minus 5, 225.5. Washington at Boston. The Celtics laying 10, 234.5. New Orleans laying 4.5 on the road at Phoenix. 238 is your total. The Clippers in Sacramento. Kings 3.5, 238. No Bagley for Sacramento. He's out for a week. Milwaukee laying 5 at the Lakers. 240 is your over-under. Light night in the NCAA before a crazy Saturday. Number 21, Buffalo laying 8.5 at Miami of Ohio. Total 152.5. Horrible news for the Kansas City Royals today. Star catcher Sal Perez injuring his UCL in his right elbow. He's going to seek a second opinion in Los Angeles next week. The six-time All-Star will likely miss the entire 2019 season if he needs surgery. The Royals have reached out to veteran backstar Martin Baldonado. The NCAA committee also proposing tweaking the college football overtime rules. This change would see teams running alternate two points once a game reached a fifth overtime. 
This proposal comes after the Texas A&M LSU game. It was crazy when they battled for seven overtimes in the Aggies 74-72 win, tying a record for the longest FBS game in history. And uh, pending approval by an NCAA oversight committee in Miami, the Hurricane Florida Gator game moved from August 31st to August 24th with a primetime kickoff. The only other game that day will be Arizona at Hawaii. The Ottawa Senators have fired coach Guy Boucher today in Boucher's first season behind the bench in Ottawa. An improbable run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Now the last couple seasons have been tough and he's lost his job. In my opinion, this is BS. These guys give away all their star players and then they fire the coach. It's a bunch of crap. Uh, hey, second round action, Honda Classic. Let's take a look. Tough conditions. Sunjay M and Keith Mitchell shared the lead at six under par. Lucas Glover, Sung Kang, and Johnny Vegas just one shots back. Busy night in the National Hockey League. Eight games on tap. Big one, Islanders in Washington. That game is a pick em. Six and a half is your total. I'm Cam Stewart, the host. Gabe Moretzi's coming up. It's Red Heat and Rage, everybody. We'll talk combine and all the sports news of the day and give you some great DFS lineup and picks, too. Stick around, everybody. It's Red Heat and Rage coming up next. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio has begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. FantasySportsNetwork.com. And uh, whatever other uh, platform you might be uh, listening uh, to us on. Uh, we will be going to video, actually, uh, probably in about a week uh, or so. We just have to get uh, Cam a, a backdrop or some sort of uh, background to cover up the uh, the bullet holes from his bookie. Sounds up, good. <laughs> you don't just catching my breath, buddy. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the, the dresser's one thing. It's just not enough. I need a whole, I, I'm thinking a whole uh, room redo. It's pretty embarrassing, actually, when you come to my place. Like, it looks like a poor guy lives here. Like, you go to other people's places in the unit, they invite you over for a beer, like artwork, like fresh coat of paint. Yeah, I really live like a kid in a dorm. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, don't worry. I don't have any furniture. Whenever somebody comes <laughs> over, they ask me, did you just move in? Like, that's, what, that's that's what I gotta tell people. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I just just moved in. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just moved in last week. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I got I got I got a couple of couch coming, a futon. No, I'm with you, Maretzi. Me and you, uh, home decor is not our thing. I still I still manage to trip over things in an empty place, can yeah. somehow. I, like, I, 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 I do too. My place has just this, got a bunch of cords, <laughs> like snakes yeah. down the floor. I've got a massive like this big condo and stuff, and I just have like uh, sort of stuff in all the rooms, like. I got a pile of clothes there, a bunch of shoes lying around here. Like, you know, I got one shoe in one room, another shoe in another room. Like, it's the same thing every day. I'm like, oh, God, like, where is it? Where is it? Like, yeah, I can make a mess, actually, for one person. That's one thing I realize. I'm a very messy person, Cam. <laughs> I know. I've I known you for a long time. No, I'm not going to debate that. You're very good at what you do. But when it comes to clutter and stuff, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like you're focused on whatever. And you're just like, yeah, you know, if it's there, it's there. And maybe uh, one day it'll get cleaned up. I feel the same way. I hate cleaning. It blows. We don't have enough time of the day. You're doing shows. I'm doing shows now on the weekend. Like, where, When do we got time to clean? It's not happening. Like, like a good example of this is uh, I bought uh, I bought a uh, – it's amazing how much cheaper water is if you buy the big pack. Suck oh, I always do. Oh, buddy, I was you, like, oh, yeah. whatever. I'll, I'll carry. It. <laughs> that's so. that's the problem. You got you when you carry that case pack, it's a backbreaker. Oh, yeah. Trust me. So I, I carried <laughs> carried uh, fourteen liters or twenty eight bottles. Yeah, twenty eight oh, yeah. bottles. That's, that's heavy. That's, that's heavy. Uh, pure life. 
Yeah, I figure it's a workout. It's healthy. I'm like, ah, it's a workout, and it's uh, it's good for me. So I'm carrying this stuff, Kev, but I, I got into my place, and I'm like, oh, God. And, like, I put it down finally. I'm just realizing this now as I look over. It's in the exact same spot as I put this down probably as you left 12 it? days ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, it's in, like, three feet in front of my fridge. I don't really like cold water that much. I don't mind it like roof temperature. So actually, you know what? Cold water is bad for you. Uh, it gives you more heartburn. Is it really? Trust me. Even yeah, 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 oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, my, do- yeah, yeah. my doctor. My doctor told me don't drink cold water anymore. It's actually really bad so for you. So instead of drink room temperature, it's weird. True. I naturally sort of figured it out. I was like, yeah, I feel better. I just drink this. I like it sort of room temperature even. So cool, anyways. But uh, instead of moving again, like for the last like two weeks, like I was uh, I was in Toronto for a weekend, but it's basically been two weeks or so, ten days. Instead of moving it, I step over it. <laughs> like, what kind of whack? Like, that's some whacked out stuff. Like, it's bothering me right now. I'm going to go move it right now. I'm staring at it. I'm moving it. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I have my game from Red it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, what's up? Well, well, <laughs> then we went on a big uh, rock talk for two segments. Uh, yeah, what's the deal? We're playing the same playlist as yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. Remember that we went on our big. Yeah, like, yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, no swords, not no make castles, it. no dragons. Yeah, let's not. Let's not make this song our thing or anything like that right now. Like, uh, it's not a bad song. I don't do it. It's, it's, yeah, whatever. It starts off slow, and then it gets all right. If anything, we should cut out that little guitar intro. I hate to do it. Yeah. I usually hate cutting yeah. intros out, but it only gets good. Like, that little ding, 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 it takes too long. Yeah, it's too. Get, get into it. And if you're going to do that, like, it's cool if it comes in, like, Slayer or something after. Dun, 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 it's worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if it's just ding, 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 then it doesn't, you know. Um, but yeah, Yang Yang doesn't um, Yang doesn't program the system actually. Oh, I know he doesn't so, do yeah. that. No, he yeah. he get, he yeah. basically he gets a file and if it's there, it's there. No, I'm, I got Yang's back on this one too. Other people, Chris Bavona, he just plays programs them. Yeah, so Bavona knows all right, but Bavona also admitted that he likes to he likes to mess with me a bit too because I asked him. I said, "What the hell's deal with the music and somebody shows?" And he goes, "Well, you know, I, I got to mix it up a bit and." And he goes, honestly, too, you know, he goes, I was just sort of effing with you a bit. <laughs> I told him, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't screw around with me when it comes to the music. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, all right, um, so uh, we got a busy show. Steve Merrill, he's a busy guy. He's going to join us at uh, 425. Uh, quick hit with Steve, um, 425 to about 434 or so. Uh, we spoke with Warren Moon this morning. Uh, Ward, you'll hear the conversation we had with Ward Moon. Really? Um, talking, oh, uh, yeah, and I, ta- I talked I about your team, Moon. too. 
Yeah, yeah, the Seattle that's Seahawks. Where, yeah. He, he's the guy. He's the guy. He does the broadcast. Love it, man. That's great. Warren Moon on the show. Great get, Gabe. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, we talked with uh, Warren Moon about the combine and um, Antonio Brown and other other football issues. Richard Ermanello will join us in the five o'clock. Babano will join us uh, in his usual spot at uh, like five oh nine. I'll do a quick hit with Babano. Then uh, we'll get into uh, Rich Sermonello, some uh, some general football talk, um, combine stuff. You got a you got a question about a college football player? Uh, Rich Sermonello has probably interviewed him or written a story about him. So uh, yeah, we had a great uh, great hit with Lisi uh, today, running through uh, all the players, um, and uh, you know a lot of the measurements are coming in uh, right now. So uh, we're going to the weekend big UFC card um, tomorrow. Uh, we got uh, more hockey tonight, actually, and of course. Uh, last night was John Tavares's uh, return, and uh, didn't go well for the Toronto Maple Leafs. In fact, the Islanders uh, swept the season series uh, with the Maple Leafs this year, ten-one, four-nothing, and and six-one, real beatdown. Um, and I know I saw hockey Twitter, and you know the LeBruns of the world, and um, and you know the TSN types and all that. They were they were taken aback by the hostility. And uh, they didn't like the fact that a jersey was thrown at uh, Tavares in the pregame, uh, pregame warm-up. But, uh, Cam, I'm going to tell you, uh, I knew it was going to be hostile because I talked to people here, and I exactly. knew, I saw it was going to be hostile. But it was kind of more hostile than I thought it would be. <laughs> like, they were pretty hostile. Now, that's Islander fan. I told you, man. Like, I went to the rink. They're smashing car- Pittsburgh cars with sledgehammers. They had, like, I hate Crosby. Like, they had stuff with Crosby with, like, bullet holes in them and stuff. The Islander breed, uh, breed of fan is a very, very hardcore fan, and they feel slighted. And, hey, you know, you know what? I'm happy for them. You know what? That's what they got to do. Yeah, John Tavares came back to Toronto. I get it. I don't care about Tavares. You know what I mean? Like, he could do whatever the hell he wants, but those fans pay the money. They also had uh, a team that used to play in that rink. Now they go to Brooklyn. There's a lot of anger and a lot of angles that these guys can take. And you know what? A lot of the time, they spend the money on the tickets. They can do whatever the hell they want, Marenzi. I actually, yeah, we both predicted it. I don't know what these hockey types were thinking. I knew it was going to be bad, too. I, it doesn't matter how many years he gave, gave these guys. They never got over the hump, and these fans are like, screw you, bud. And, and the Islanders, it was a great spot for them last night. I just wish we smashed the game even more. We both knew that they were going to kill Toronto last night. Yeah, I don't uh, I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to kill them. I predicted 4-3, but ironically enough, that's an Islander win and seven goals scored in the game. <laughs> so, yeah. it worked out. Um, um, you know, the it's funny these returns and stuff. You know, and I was thinking about it last night. I've never really been, I can't recall a game really that I went to like just to like hate somebody. Like over the years, like um, I, you know, I guess Chris Bosch, but I don't recall. I don't think I went. Ooh, Chris Bosch's first uh-huh. game back type thing. I was at a Chris Bosch once after after he was a Raptor, and I did like heck. I told him off a bit. You know, whatever. I said Bosch, you blow or whatever. <laughs> uh, but you know, I've never. I've been to a lot of sort of positive return games. Pedro Martinez, Fernando Valenzuela, um, Vince Carter. Vince Carter was pretty hated in Toronto. That's the thing, though, Cam. Like, I hate to say it as somebody, and I'm not an anti-Leaf guy or anything, and I'm a Raptor fan, but Toronto sports fans are pretty much pretty big bitches. Like, uh, it's just is. Like, over the years, like, like, they were crying last night, oh, Islander fans are classless. It's like, dude, Toronto boos every former player that comes back. Vince Carter got it for years. Yeah, yeah but DeMar DeRozan got traded. He should be honored. Yeah, exactly. No, no I'm with you. 
No, I, I, no I don't. If you get I, traded, it's a different. I know. If you get, if you I don't leave, hate like it's. I don't hate Vince Carter. Actually, he put Toronto on the map. Him and McGrady were the best. They were the reason that the NBA started to pay attention. Uh, you know, and McGrady was a big part of it too. I got no problems with Vince Carter except for one thing that he did. You could have gone to your graduation at any damn time, and you would have beat Philadelphia there. That's the only issue I have. It's not enough for me to hate the man, but it was probably the biggest series in Raptor history. And the guy goes to get a damn diploma. It's kind of a problem. I like. Than, I'm not. I'm not like other Toronto fans too. Like I, it's it's a whole different thing for me. They love to jump on the bandwagon and hate everybody and stuff. It's just uh, I, I don't feel, I don't feel that way. You know what? I, but the Islander fans, they can do whatever the hell they want. That the way I look at it is. They don't even believe it's going to happen. They're talking about the expansion there at Belmont and stuff. Until the shovel's in, George says it's not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, if you win a playoff series, okay, well, you guys get the first one in Long Island, then we'll send you to the Barclays. It's a bunch of BS, right? So, you know, I think they have all the right in the world to be angry at Tavares and the league. Well, the thing is, the the, the arena at Nassau only holds 14,000 people now. Yeah, so that's why it's it's a monetary yeah. thing if they're at Barclays, but it's not the same atmosphere at Barclays. True. Right? So it's it's that's it's it's a hit or miss. But, you know, like I said, it's a big difference if you get traded or you leave on your own. The deal with Vince Carter, you know, I didn't I never really hate players for leaving either. I it's a business, like it's the way it is. Teams trade players all the time. Like it goes both ways, right? Um I never really hate him. The thing my deal was he you know, it seemed and I like Vince Carter a lot, but over the years, Vince, it seemed like he became just more into the dunking and the celebrity of it than winning. Like, I remember in the playoffs one year, and he, he was okay. And, he you know, he was just sort of, you know, he was those soft fouls all the time. And uh, he was wincing all the time. And he said after, you know, basketball is a cheap sport. Like, when they were down in the series. And i never forget Charles Oakley was on the team. And he said, uh, yeah, it's a team sport, but... Some people make more money than other people on the team, which means you've got to do more like, type thing. And that that was my deal. Like Vince, Vince, Vince was a really nice guy. It was like he didn't, he it wasn't a leader type thing. I'm not saying he had to be a leader, but that was my only beef with him. But um, yeah, you know, a lot was, of people had hostile. a beef with his mother, Gabe. A lot of people had a beef with his mother. <laughs> that's well, funny that's that when he came to Toronto. That's another thing that people don't know if you're not like from the area and followed followed it really tightly, like taking other players' parking spots, always being around. Like, you're a grown man. It was kind of weird. Like, he came there, and I guess they had a really tight relationship. But, dude, you're an adult there, right? You can't have your mom, uh, you know, calling the team, running the shots. It got to be kind of a joke with uh, the organization other players. Yeah, I guess that it happens more happens. than what you think. Yeah, It happens everywhere, man. Like, uh, Kobe's wife, LeBron's mother, or whatever, <laughs> dude. Like, uh, the, you know, the star, uh, the star player's uh, mother is going to do what the hell she wants. But um, so we've got uh, we've got audio actually here. Sean Avery, Sean Avery. I don't know. Must be buddies with Tavares or what? The, I don't know. I think he just hates the Islanders actually too, because he was a former Ranger. But Sean Avery's pretty much an idiot. And uh, so Sean Avery did a uh, did a little uh, Instagram slash Twitter Periscope uh, post uh, that we'll get to. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in. We've got uh, an interview with Ward Moon. We did. Uh, Rich Sermon, hello, and more. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage, Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moretzi. We're going down with uh, Cam Stewart. We've got a busy show uh, today. Uh, Warren Moon. Warren Moon uh, will join us. What's that, Yang? Which soundbite? I think he's talking to Avery. All right, yeah, but we're going to Steve Merrill right now, right? <laughs> Do we have Steve Merrill right now? I am here. I can't right, see on Avery. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah. Tell me what yeah, you need yeah, me to okay. say. I'll, I'll do my Avery impression. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I don't. We're supposed to go to a guest. I, it's like everyone's a little off this week or something. Like, we're going to a guest, and I'm gonna be talking about something that has nothing to do with the guest. So, um, you got Warren Moon though. That's pretty cool. I like Steve, I grew up watching Steve Warren Merrill Moon. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Moon. Yeah, yeah. Warren Moon. He was with us this morning. We're, we we playing the interview that we played here. Um, but he got his start yeah, in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Washington Huskies, and then the uh, Edmonton Eskimos, and then the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, he was dominant in, in the CFL. We talked yes, a little. Yeah. Uh, we talked a Canadian little CFL to the. Nice, that's good. Yeah, thanks, Cam. <laughs> Go ahead, Cam. <laughs> it's like every time I start talking, Cam, you, you like you you echo it. Like, yes, Ward Moon played in the Canadian Football League, Steve. So, uh, Steve, uh, I know you've only got like nine minutes. Uh, to go here, uh, we're on the clock, so it's a uh, Ivy League, and uh, well, I'm looking at the board. There's a game off the board here at uh, at five, uh, Columbia at Brown. Uh, Brown now just a four and a half point favorite. So I'm looking here. All these games are always traps. It seems, man, they're always too good to be true. You got Columbia seven and seventeen, just two and nine on the road on the season. Brown seventeen and nine. Uh, on the year, eleven and two at home as well, and uh, sitting at four and a half right now. But it was seven and a half. What's going on there? Well, the one thing I always say, the disclaimer I do with these Ivy League games is that's kind of like handicapping a bad horse track. <laughs> you know, it's always everything kind of muddles to the middle, and I think that's one of the reasons, like you said, you do get some kind of what, what look like trap games here because even at seventeen and nine or seven and seventeen, these teams are pretty close. Though, in the fact they're both identically ten and eleven against the spread this year, they've been exactly the same spread records. Um, they played earlier a couple weeks ago. Brown won that game by two on the road as a one-point dog. It was competitive. Total was 138 in that game. They totaled just 128. And now we get a bit of an adjustment in this one, I think. Um, I'm actually looking at the under here. I, I think the second rematch, especially the defenses, will know each other even better. Yeah, 142, Cam. Can Ivy League teams even get to 142? <laughs> what, can Brown do, what can Brown do for you? I don't know if they can hit 142. Kent State and Bowling Green, too. I know what it is, Gabe. I, I've, I've just thought about it. It's Ivy League Friday, and they don't even put, like, a, like the best game on the board, like Rhode Island and Dayton. They're starting these things earlier just to get people excited because when you look at the college card tonight, if you're a fan, it's pretty lean. Like, there's some bad games tonight. But as Steve as Steve mentioned, um, so, you know, you, they're both 10 and 11 against the spread. 
One thing I like to look at, how they're doing in conference play, right? And that's the one thing. You look at, you know, Columbia is 2-8 and eight in conference play. They've only won two conference games. I don't know why I'm doing this because these money line parlays never work out, but I'm going to money line no. parlay Brown, and I bring this up because the game's at 5 o'clock, guys. So I'm going to money parlay Brown with Yale. I see Yale winning this game, but I don't want to worry about the point spread, guys. Yeah, the other thing to keep in mind, guys, with the Ivy League, the one thing I do like about handicapping is you have that big, unique, no-rest situation, which you never get in college basketball except for the conference tournaments. So when you have a big favorite like Yale that has to play again tomorrow, you know, do they really want to go all out and win by double digits when they can just get a win and be rested? I believe now, too, guys, that uh, I believe now the Ivy League has a conference tournament now, don't they? Like, they never yep, did. they do. Didn't they add it, like, last do. year or something or two years yes. ago? I'm almost positive they have one. I think they added two or three years ago. They got a tournament. They never did. Like these regular season games used to really matter because, you know, if you won the, the league title, you were going to the tournament after the fact. But Yale's a pretty good team. But, yeah, it's, it's true, Steve. They don't – well, because they're real student athletes in this in this conference. See, like the only conference that it actually is. Like if people wonder, well, how come Ivy Leaguers never play during the week? They're going to school. They only play Fridays and Saturdays. That's, it's true, Ken. Exactly. I don't know. I know. Harvard's graduation rate. I think Harvard's graduation rate was like 10% once they started getting good a couple years ago. So who knows? What, Harvard's what, Harvard of the basketball team? Yeah, who was it? Was Amaker? Who was their coach the last few years when they got decent? Was it Amaker? I love Tommy oh, yeah, Amaker. Yeah. Former Seton Hall coach. Yep. You're right, Steve. Yeah. Isn't he still there? Yeah, I think his. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he talked up, uh, it would be interesting to look up the graduation rates because what I heard, they um, started kind of playing like the other conferences and they started winning tournament games and everything. <laughs> so it does. I'm not sure there's any student that, but the only time you really hear that's during the press conferences during the NCAA tournament. I love when the one-and-done guys are there and they're asking a few more questions for Kentucky student athletes. Graduation. All right, fire off a game, Cam. I'm going to get I'm getting the facts here. Okay, well, I got one for you there, Steve. Uh, an interesting game, one of the better games on the night. I guess Buffalo's the only top uh, 25 team in action, but what about this Rhode Island-Dayton game, uh, Steve? Uh, Dayton's a team, you know, they're perennial tournament team. They, they seem to be getting their Rhode Island uh, really, really stumbling. I don't like to lay seven points in this game there, Steve, but uh, the Rhode Island Rams have been kind of a train wreck. We expected better things, but injuries and have really taken the toll on that program, and it, it, it's hurt them. Do you, do, you, do you lay it down with Dayton seven, or are you, you're looking at the pooch there? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Dayton's only 13 and 15 against the spread, so I do think you actually get some value still with them. Uh, Rhode Island, 10 and 17. They're the type of team they've been good in recent years, you know, early turn things around there. And now they're struggling, and that's the type of team you got to be very careful with. And I think that 10 and 17 point spread record shows that. And the other thing, Cam, about Dayton, for decades now since I've been doing this, I've always loved them at home. They've always had a very strong home court. You know, they get out there, they support that play-in game. You think about that. You're going to watch 16 seats play, and those Dayton fans still show up. So you know they're basketball fans. And they look, they're 12 and 3 at home straight up this year. So I, I think it's a reasonable number to lay. And um, they already played a couple of weeks ago and didn't win that game on the road by 29 as a two-point dog. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think Dayton might make the card there tonight. And you, you look at Rhode Island guys, Steve, three and eight. Uh, they're just they're they're just bad all the way around. That's crazy because they used to be a really good program and a play on team. They've really uh, taken a bath. It's weird. And that's the you type know, of team you can make money fading that first season. For shame on me for not uh, 
going to any uh, NJIT games. I actually see billboards for him and stuff around. And what, uh, New Jersey Institute the of Technology? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you remember, they beat Michigan a few years ago. They sure did. Uh, on the, not in the tournament. They're on the extra, extra card now. Guys. You see those rotation numbers for the extra, yeah, extra yeah, games? Scroll down. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, Liberty. Liberty so like, and New Jersey Tech. numbers. <laughs> Well, Liberty's uh, always been a fun team. I've actually seen them play a few times here in Virginia, um, and they, they've been kind of an up-tempo team over the years. The Liberty Flames, that's Fall, Fallwell School, and their football program's on the fast track to 1A as well. Um, so they kind of get things done there athletically, and they also do not have many student-athletes. They're 13 in uh, – no, 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 no. You're, yeah, they uh, – I'm looking up the Harvard graduation rate. It's over the top, Harvard. Like, um, we'll talk about it later in the show because we're on limited time here, Steve, but – it's crazy. Like, uh, Harvard, uh, they have 100%, actually. It's 100% graduation rate, like, across the board. The yeah, maybe, Ivy League, yeah, maybe 95%. I, yeah, for a couple of years and let me know. Yeah, because I was going to yeah. say, I, I thought I heard something about that. I might be wrong. I might be wrong on that, though. Uh, yeah, Liberty. Yeah, Liberty, I would be surprised if they even go to class. <laughs> like, like, Liberty. <laughs> they go to church. Uh, yeah, Liberty's, nah, they're not going to church. The Church of Money. <laughs> the Falwell guy's a jackass. Uh, that uh, the new Falwell. I didn't mind Jerry. That his son is a real like, real piece of work. You know what though? They spend more money. They put all the the money for the, in the in the sports. I think they spend like thirteen million dollars. Is it Turner Gill now as their coach? But they put more money for one of these programs. But interesting game because. They're clearly the class there. They're twenty-four and six, but they're thirteen and two in conference play. But New Jersey Tech, man, ten and three at home, twenty and ten on the season, getting four and a half points. Maybe I got to do a hometown play here, guys, on uh, on New Jersey Tech, <laughs> the Highlanders. I, I actually somewhat like them here, Gabe. They're they're playing with twenty-point revenge. Also, they, they lost by twenty just about a month ago on February second, and they were only a nine and a half point road dog in that game. You know, that would translate to only about a three-point home dog. So they're actually getting about a point and a half more here than they probably would have. All right, uh, Steve. So before uh, before we get you out of here, you've been betting this uh, this Alliance League stuff at all? We're in the week four now. You know, I have not. I've been taking kind of a wait-and-see approach. Uh, but I do, from what I've been watching, when I've watched some of these on TV and whatnot, it does look bettable to me. I mean, I think it's real football. It's not gimmicky like the world. Uh, what was McMahon's league? The uh, What was it called? The World League? Or XFL. The one a couple years ago. XFL, exactly. So, no, I think this is a legitimate league, and I think with the NFL back, and it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll exist for a while, and I think it probably is something we can't start handicapping. All right. Uh, Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, covers the experts. Uh, thanks for the time, Steve. Have a good one, Steve. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's like we're on some weird CNN delay today. It's starting to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Just yeah. a... I know. NG, no, NGIT. That's that, that's actually when you when you look at today's schedule, it's actually not a bad game. Look look at all the other games. It's like, you know, Liberty's at first it's in that big conference. Game. They're in fourth. It's yeah, it's big, big time. It's man. a big game for these teams. Yeah, sure yeah. is. It's one of the, that's the thing. You get all these crappy games like Lipscomb and North Alabama and stuff, but you really got to be following the scene camp to know. All right, what's the, what's the circumstance in the conference? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on here? Do they need it? Like, who's this? Like, what's that? You know, and I'm not saying if team needs a game, they're going to win a game. I always say that. But, you know, dude, like, you know, people often when they look at games to where we don't really follow the teams that much, you sort of just look at the records automatically. But we don't, you don't know the circumstances. You know, there could be a team with a bad record, but they're actually playing well down the stretch, right? 
or you know, they're hot. They're they're playing loose. Uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, so everything's different. Right, we're going to a break now, I guess. I can barely hear the music, and also game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio. Warmer Moon on the other side. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Spirited program so far this morning. Fantasy Sports Radio Television Networks for your local radio f- uh, affiliates. You can always check out uh, sportsbyline.com. Uh, 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 we're on a, a million networks uh, across America. Well, not a million, but you know, a lot. All right, a lot, lot of towns. West Virginia, baby. Big yeah, West Virginia. Out. You know, I didn't realize this. Uh, we got Warren Moon, so we're getting Warren in here. But I didn't realize this. The state we're on the most is Wisconsin, actually. We're on like 21 like little cities in Wisconsin, so... Going to talk more Badgers here, but uh, nevertheless. So we played a video earlier. I don't know if Warren Moon are going to remember this. We played a video earlier of Mick Aussie, the crazy Australian, um, who Warren interviewed at the Super Bowl way back in Houston, uh, Patriots and Panthers. And now I'm looking up on Warren Moon's Twitter, and I see a picture of him and Aerosmith here. And I'm thinking, God, man, Warren Moon's just taking a million pictures. I met a million people. Uh, <laughs> Warren Moon joins us now. Warren, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing this morning? I am doing great. How are you? I'm down in Houston visiting family and uh, watching the rodeo. You know, we have the biggest rodeo in the world here in Houston, so I come here every year to take the family to the rodeo and enjoy the the rodeo and all the great concerts they have every night. So uh, what is it? you're near the rodeo. I was going to say, what's a guy from L.A., man? Come on, here and throw all those years in Texas got to you, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I lived in Texas for uh, 14 years, so it rubs off on you. I got my big belt buckle, I got uh, the big hat and the boots and everything, so I'm ready. How much? How, how often do you get? Like, what's it like when you're still to this day when you're dressed up like that? Can you? How far can you walk without people stopping you and saying, "Hey, Warren, how you doing?" Like, uh, what's it like walking around the rodeo? You know, it actually helps having the big hat on and everything because people aren't looking at you that way. Yeah, and that's what I was and, thinking. Uh, I don't. I don't look exactly the way I looked when I was playing. I used to have a you know a bigger afro. Now I'm bald headed and I have mustache. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. So I've got a completely different look. So people have to give a double take sometimes when they see me. That's great. You know it's funny. We actually had a video. I don't know if you remember this, Warren. I doubt you would, but it was the Super Bowl. I think you were working for Fox. Maybe you were interviewing people. It was the Patriots and the Panthers. You interviewed a crazy Australian guy. You were like, "Where the hell are you from?" And we actually played the video up, and it was funny, man. Yeah, you look you look so young in picture ward. <laughs> like even and young. I'm forty eight and I've you and I have talked a lot and I told you, yeah, you know, I'm from Montreal, so I grew up watching the rivalry with you and the Alouettes and stuff and and you know, and, and into the National Football League after the fact. All right, so I'm Gabriel Morenzi, Joe Ranieri's in Florida, I'm in New York. Let's get into some football. I'm gonna throw you right now. It seems to me, and I brought this up earlier, Warren, that uh, what do you feel? How would Antonio Brown be a nice fit for Seattle? Because to me, from a football perspective, it seems, man, this is like chocolate and peanut butter, bro. 
I don't think it would be a good fit at all because the Seahawks are not a team that are going to throw the ball the, the number of times that Antonio would probably want to get targeted each each football game. Uh, they're a team that wants to run the football. They're going to run as much, if not more, than everybody else in the league. And that's just not the uh, kind of offense I think Antonio wants to fit into. He wants to go somewhere where he's going to get the football. And, and he's used to being targeted anywhere from you know 10 to 12 times a game, uh, probably six, seven catches a game. That usually does not happen in Seattle's offense do you think you know can you get through to him about winning um as opposed to just you know what what, what's your take on antonio brown is he happier just i'll be on a bad team and i'll get 14 you know 19 targets a game and 14 catches and i'm good is that is that who he is because that's what a lot of Steeler players have sort of implied even coach tomlin said he's got to worry less about his stats i remember even a couple of years ago he said that warren well, I think I know. I, I think he wants to win. Uh, there's no question about it. And ever since he's been with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been a winning football team. They just haven't been able to get back to that Super Bowl. But uh, again, when you're a receiver that's used to catching the ball over a hundred times a year, like he has over the last six years, the Seahawks haven't had. A, I think they've had one receiver, Doug Baldwin, who had a right around a hundred catches one time during his career. That's just not something they do. So I think Antonio would be happier going to a team that does have a chance to win, but that does have more of a passing offense. Warren, it's Joe Ranieri, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. I'm wondering if you can comment on the Johnny Manziel getting banned from the CFL and what you think might be in store for him moving forward. Yeah, that's a, a real particular case because I know Johnny wanted to play football. That's why he's up in Canada. Uh, but also now there's a couple more opportunities down here in the United States with the Alliance of American Football League starting up this year and next year the XFL starting up. So that gives him two more opportunities to play back here in the United States. So you don't know whether he did something to avoid that deal or if it was something that actually did avoid the deal that gave him an opportunity to come back to the United States to play. But I think he still wants to play football I think he's been approached by probably both leagues because they're looking for high profile players uh, to kind of promote their league so I think it could be a match made in heaven if he goes to the right football team down here but the big question is whether he did void something in his contract deliberately or he did it because he just slipped up in his uh, in his treatment program uh, Warren Moon with us yeah and I guess from what I understand I can't confirm it but I believe it was uh he missed some um, some um, doctor uh, doctor um, you know sessions appointments uh, deal, yeah yeah dealing with his bipolar yeah mental issues etc that he basically blew off a couple of treatment sessions I I, you know, I wish him the best and that, I, and that could that could have been that could have been done purposely just to, to avoid his contract point. so he could make him free good you know point. otherwise uh, so I I really don't know and I don't want to speculate but uh, the bottom line is. Johnny's available now to come back to the uh, United States and play. I tell you what, though, Warren, and I still watch the CFL. He struggled. He he couldn't win a starting job. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli, yeah. the kid out of Mississippi and Oregon, beat him out in Houston. June Jones uh, uh, in Hamilton, excuse me, Houston in Hamilton. June Jones was there, brought Johnny in, and he, he just didn't click. Mike Sherman's the coach with the Alouettes now, Warren. And, you know, I don't know if he has the arm strength or you know, he wasn't quite as fast. You know. Tell people listening right now, what's the difference being a quarterback in a Canadian football league and the NFL with that bigger field? Like, you need to have an arm, don't you? 
you really do, especially when you're playing on the wider field, throwing those out routes. There's a lot more uh, area that you uh, have to throw the football into. And then you play in a lot of situations where you play in, in very stiff winds, whether you're going up to Saskatchewan and playing on the plains or in, in Winnipeg, places where the wind blows really strong. So you better have a, a nice strong arm that will cut through that, that type of weather. And I don't know if Johnny had that. And I thought it was going to be a really great situation for him going up to Canada and playing on the wider field because he's yeah. a guy that's always been able to escape and make plays uh, outside of the pocket, but it just didn't seem to fit for him uh, the couple of different places he went while he was up there. Let me throw a guy at you that everyone's talking about now and Kyler Murray. Uh, talk to us a little bit, if you can, about this this quarterback class, uh, Ward, because every year it seems to me it's the same thing. Uh, this QB class sucks. There's no one really good here. And then by the time the process is all over before the draft is here, Every fan in the league, we got to get this guy. Yeah, the hype is over the top, right? He killed it at the combine. Everyone's been talking about Kyler Murray. Some talk about Haskins. I ask you as a Hall of Fame quarterback, when you see these kids play, maybe one of the other ones, what's your take on this quarterback class? Well, I think those two guys at the top, Dwayne Haskins and uh, Kyler Murray, are both uh... – first round worthy quarterbacks there's no question about it uh, you watch what Haskins did in college last year you know he had 50 touchdown passes in, in a what a 13 14 game season that, that's that's amazing and and then Kyler Murray was able to put up better numbers than uh than the quarterback last year um yeah, Mayfield um, yeah Mayfield yeah in in his year and won the Heisman Trophy as well so both of these guys can play the big question on Kyler Murray was his, his size his height and uh, I think he because he came in at 5'10", a little bit over 5'10", that makes everybody kind of feel better because Russell Wilson has had that type of success at just about 5'10". And and now uh, Kyler Murray, who's a guy that might be a little bit more dynamic than Russell Wilson as far as his athleticism and the way the game has changed, the, the way they're calling plays and the offenses that they're running fit more into what Kyler Murray can do uh, in the National Football League. So both of these guys, I think, are going to be surefire um, stars in the National Football League. Uh, the other guys I'm not really as sure but everybody tends to need a quarterback and that's why I think the, the rush for quarterbacks becomes that way right here around the draft time because teams that do need a quarterback it doesn't matter if, if you're rated high or not if you're a first round guy they want you they, they want to get a new quarterback in there and see if he can be the guy to turn around their franchise that's why there's always a frantic uh, search for these quarterbacks when the draft comes around. <laughs> Yeah. Now, where does uh, where does Nick Foles land in your opinion, Warren Moon? I mean, if you're the Giants, do you make a play at him since he knows the division? Uh, Pat Shermer, he played for his best year in Philadelphia, was with Pat Shermer. So, I mean, do you make a play if you're the Giants? You know, that's a that's a good uh, question because you don't know if the Giants want to go long term and, and and get somebody to go. Uh, be drafted young like a, the Dwayne Haskins or a Kyler Murray at the top of the draft and you still have Eli Manning for maybe another year to groom a young guy or do you want to go and try and win right now with Nick Foles but then what does that mean for Eli Manning? That means you pretty much have to, to get rid of Eli Manning so I don't know maybe Nick Foles goes somewhere like Jacksonville I think that that uh, need a quarterback right now they're a football team that has a really good running game in Leonard Fournette they also have a great defense and all they really need is that quarterback piece to, to get them back to the top again so that to me maybe looks a, a better uh, opportunity for for Nick Foles and maybe the Giants uh, Warren Moon uh, with us the Hall of Famer so Warren we only got a couple minutes left before we get you out of here we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us we talked uh, at the opening about Antonio Brown being a type of guy 
uh, that needs the football. You as a quarterback, what was it like? I mean, you had some you had some very talented wide receivers over the years. Would you, if you're a quarterback, do you, is it tough dealing with a guy like this? And I mean, there was a talk sort of like Carson Wentz gets locked in on Zach Ertz too much. How does it get like affect the quarterback? Because a team that signs Antonio Brown, it's almost like you're a psychiatrist or something if you're the QB. You got to know how to manage this, right? How difficult is that? Yeah, you took the word right out of my mouth. You're almost like a psychiatrist or a psychologist as a quarterback, and you're also like a point guard in basketball that you have to distribute the ball to different guys. But you also have to know what guys you have to get the ball to early in the ball game, or they'll start sulking, and other guys that you don't have to worry about doing that as much. And that's why you train the ball, say, to a guy like Antonio Brown early in the ball game to keep him involved. Otherwise, I've had receivers where if I didn't get them the football early in the ball game, they tended to the salt, they didn't run their routes hard, and they didn't run the routes that maybe they were just trying to clear out an area for uh, full speed. So you want to make sure you get those guys involved and keep them involved, and that's kind of the, the job of a quarterback to know what buttons to push on certain guys, and you're almost like you said, that psychiatrist, psychologist type of guy, but also like a point guard in basketball distributing to all your different teammates. Man, you had some great wide receivers uh, over the years uh, as well. Uh, Joe, you want to wrap it up? we got about a minute left. Yeah, Warren, do you think um, you think it's all right for a team like the Dolphins to put out there that they're uh, they're thinking about tanking and worrying about the draft next year instead of this year? No, I really don't. Uh, first of all, it doesn't um, send a great message to your football team as far as how they, they want to work in the offseason to get themselves ready to play. You know, because players want to win, and it doesn't matter who's on that football team. They all feel like they have a chance to, to be a good football team, especially this time of year when you're just getting ready to get started again as you go into training camp and, and through the preseason. So when you start sending messages out like that, that sends a message to your team that you're not committed from the top. So, so the players are going to say, why should we be committed? And why should we go out and play hard? And it's just not a good message all the way around. And it also sends a very negative message to your fan base who are spending all this money on, on season tickets to come see your team play and they know you're not going to really go out there with a great effort to win football games. I hate that stuff. And now we got about 30 seconds left, but i got to bring it up. There's all, we're in New York. There's all kinds of talk. Oh, Odell this and Odell that. They're like, well, if they trade Odell, they'll, they'll have $16 million to spend. Yeah, on what? To get a good football player. You already have a good football player. Like the logic war to some of these teams. Like they go through all this trouble to get good players and they want to get rid of them after. Yeah, what they need to do with the Giants is build that offensive lineup and get them some protection so they can uh, protect their quarterback and run the football well and, and then build up their defense. But as far as their offense with uh, with the young running back and also Odell, they've got two really good pieces right there that are that they can be there for a long time and, and make them a very explosive football team offensively. The Hall of Famer Warren Moon on the morning after Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks, Warren. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
Game Time Decision, Freddie Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Going to town with Cam Stewart. Great stuff uh, with Ward Boone. Always great uh, catching up uh, with Ward. I've interviewed him quite a, t- quite a lot of times over the years now. Usually like once a year, Cam. Sometimes twice a year. But it's basically like I've interviewed him probably like 10, 15 times now. So He's I always on your radar. I don't, yeah, I don't go. Yeah, I don't go. Um, I don't go down like memory lane too much now. With yeah, him. like you know what I mean. Like I'm not like, oh, tell us about all right. What it was like playing in the CFL or, you know, like today I I told him you know explain to people because you're we talking about Johnny Manziel and he was you were talking about arm strength and I just said you know explain to people like how it's different being a quarterback in the CFL like you know he was talking about you got to be able to throw in the wind, got to be able to play in bad weather. And not everybody can handle it. You got to have a strong arm. You got to be able to throw it. Like you could argue, it's harder to be a quarterback in the CFL. Like the talent level, it's not the same. The NFL is the the, the, the most elite football league in the world as far as talent. But yep. you know, I always say this with all the talk of these other leagues. People undersell. I think the common person that doesn't know undersells uh, the CFL and the the level of play. Um, the like a CFL team would kick the shit out of an AF AF team. Like, oh yeah, they would, like, oh, they yeah. Would, they definitely. Would murder them. Definitely. It would be and like another mur- thing. You know, murder them. You know, 41, 41 17 type thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they beat they, them. They, up, they'd, man, I mean? they'd manhandle. They'd manhandle them. Yeah. And another thing is like the, the Seattle Blue Bros. Bombers or something would kill them. <laughs> like yeah, they're not what? even the best they, team. They, you know? No, no, you're right. Like nickel, like bombers. They'd be like it would be. They'd be run all over them. And another thing is, it's the p- different passes that you have to throw in the CFL. You've talked about it before. Yeah. Like 25, 30 yard outs. You need arm strength, and that was the problem that Johnny Menzel had. Uh, when he was when I was watching couldn't him too, it. despite despite the, the you know the running, he escaped a couple guys. No, he just he couldn't make the throws. He was dinking and dunking, and yeah, it worked a couple like a couple games. But over time, the defenses they got to know. Okay, this is what he's going to do, and then they were punting Dude. all the time because they changed their packages. So very simple. He had, he had more interceptions than completions. Like yes, uh, like it was to the, the yardage where for his completions. the DBs the DBs <laughs> in the CF the DBs in the CFL are good, so they saw. They were like, Manziel's got no arm strength. Like, he, can't, he can't get the ball there, so they all just sat on it all the time. They let him run around and throw it, and the ball had no zip at all, so they could actually just sort of, you know, run at the ball. <laughs> like, it was kind of... <laughs> Trust me, I was hoping he was going to do well. Like, I'm an Alouette fan, but you know, he was a trade. Like, he was like the third-string quarterback for a reason. Game time is to continue. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, I'm Cam Stewart with your uh, Fantasy Sports Radio News update. And uh, with the Combine going to come more rumors, and there may be some drama to kick off 2019. Some teams believe the Arizona Cardinals are targeting Kyler, uh, quarterback Kyler Murray with the number one pick. But in multiple sources, uh, according to SNY's Ralph Acanio, uh, is there Arizona drafted jo- Josh Rosen 10th overall in 2018, but speculation is Murray arose when Cliff Kingsbury was hired as the team's head coach. While Kingsbury was hired as the team's coach, he said, hey, I'd take Murray. 
Murray with the first tri- uh, pick in the draft. Rumors continued to spread when Cardinals GM Steve Klein told reporters Rosen was the team's quarterback, quote-unquote, right now. The Sooners prospect is expected to be an early first-round pick as one of the best quarterbacks available in the draft. Bad news for the Dallas Cowboys today. Defensive tackle David Irving has reportedly been suspended indefinitely for violating the policy and program for substance abuse. It's Irving's third suspension and his third suspension in four years. It comes just days after fellow Cowboys lineman Randy Gregory received an infinite, indefinite suspension for violating the substance abuse policy too. So bad like news there. Day, the Unbelievable. Yeah, no, here comes It's like the old Cowboys are back. And here's more Cowboys news with a Seahawk in there. Free agent safety Earl Thomas said he's going to wants to be the top safety in football, but he also said he's not giving the Cowboys a hometown dis- discount despite being a stud at Texas. Report surfaced Thursday that the Cowboys brass met with Thomas. His goal is to make money though and to make more than Eric Berry's $13 million with the Kansas City Chiefs. Thomas played out the final year of his contract with Seattle and not very happy to do some. They were butting heads all year. He had a standoff during the offseason and when breaking his leg in week four, flipped the bird to the Seahawks sideline when he was carted off the field. We'll see what happens there. Some more bad news. Baltimore Ravens have waived former Seahawks running back and uh, current running back Alex Collins. He was arrested after a car crash today, then released by the Ravens. Bryce Harper, he's trying to get some influence on his fault. Uh, apparently, he ran into a tree at 6 o'clock in the morning, Gabe. I don't know the whole story, Still. but it doesn't sound very good. Yeah, they released him already. I could just imagine you telling this story. <laughs> what, I slid I hit a tree? Ice. I slid off the road <laughs> off the ice. I hit a tree, and I got fired. Like, you know, like... Yeah, that'd be great. You know, like, I, I was just thinking, yeah, they must know. Like, obviously, I don't know. Like, was he arrested, like, for being intoxicated? No, that's the crazy thing. They're, they don't have any intoxication. I'm going to read you that. Like, so I'll what? get the I'll get to the bottom you of the story. Kicked off reckless, the teams, like, or just like reckless driving. That's all it is. So, yeah. or is it like I don't know? Oh, you're hurt in a car crash, so screw you. We're going to cut you right away. Like, yeah, it's interesting. No, I'm going to get. We're get to the bottom of this one. But well, the I, I heard own this, something. That, no, but I heard this, that he was in a car crash and he was released. All right, he hit a tree and he was released. Yeah, I don't know. People do have accidents. You know what I mean? Like, I do. Oh, yeah, like, no. you know, I almost got I just killed wondering, my, like, wait, He must have done I don't know what's, what's going on there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting. You're right. Nobody like, asked that question except me. Yeah, that's true, Gabe. You, know, you people, do. You're, you're digging. <laughs> well, I'd like to know more. He hit a tree and he got released. I'm going to make well, you. I don't, I'm gonna, I don't hear I'm going to give, I'm gonna I give you a promise. It. Six o'clock. I'm gonna have more on this story. We're, I'm gonna go digging for this Alex Collins story and find out what the hell's going on. Because you're right, you should not lose your job for hitting a tree. Bryce Harper well, appears to be recruiting Le'Veon Bell too. Morenci, you hear about this one? The little Instagram exchange between yeah, these yeah, guys. The Eagles only come have to... two million dollars. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> not, another thing. I hate to rain on not, the parade. I'm just dating. Yeah. Hey, it's a good fit. It's a good fit, and the Eagles want to do it. And I, he wants to go there. The Eagles ultra aggressive, but. There's a little thing called the salary cap, and just for the record, the Eagles only have two million dollars under the cap. Not a lot Let of money. Bell ain't playing for two mil. <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh, just they breaking news. A lot of people. NBA man, San Antonio Gabe just minutes ago uh, buying out the contract of center Pau Gasol to be eligible for another playoff team with his next team, according to Waj of ESPN. So he says, uh, bye-bye, Pau Gasol. Happy for the memories. So we got a lot of games in the association tonight. Your boy, Stencer Dinwiddie, returns for the Brooklyn Nets after missing the last 14. That's good news for Brooklyn there. Bad news for the Kings, though. Bagley out. 
in their game. They're still uh, three-and-a-half-point uh, favorites against the Clip Joint. Horrible news for the Royals, too. Already a team in trouble. Uh, star catcher Sal Perez injured his UCL in his right elbow. He needs a second opinion next week in L.A., but he could be gone for the season if he undergoes surgery, Gabe. Uh, also, uh, Ottawa Senators earlier today firing Guy Boucher. I think this is a bunch of BS to me. In my opinion, what did he do? You get rid of all the players, and then you cut the coach. It's not his fault. It's management's fault. Uh, going uh, live to the second round of the Honda Classic, Sunjay M and Keith Mitchell share the lead. And Lucas Glover and Charles Schwartzel, two guys I got, one shot back. Another uh, Friday Warrior, buddy. Keep it locked. We got Babano. We got Sermonello. We'll talk combine and a hell of a lot more with Gabe Morenci and Cam Stewart. It's Red Heat and Rage. Stay tuned, everybody. Game Time Decisions. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. We're into uh, level two. Good job, Yang, with the uh, Queen of the Right. See, it fits. It's, uh, it's, it's nice. Neon Knights, Queen of the Right. We got a little rhythm going, and uh, we'll, mix, we'll mix it up. Uh, Yang uh, controls the uh, the 6 o'clock uh, yeah. hip-hop, the uh, 6 o'clock old-school hip-hop uh, update. So as Cam alluded to, we're going to have Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano. Rightwager.com will join us. In a couple of minutes, uh, we'll jump. But Bandle's a big hockey guy. Basketball's been pissing me off the last couple of nights, actually. Last week or so or two. I know it's a weird time of the year. I've been doing this a long time. And every time of the year, I always, same thing, I know. It's the calm before the storm right now. I'm going to take a step back, especially college. A little bit of a step back. And, um, and you know, conference tournaments start, like, next week type thing. Like, the lower tier ones, like the Florida Gulf Coasts and all that stuff. That always starts, like, a week early. You know, the, the, the turn, March Madness is around the corner, man. Where it's March 1st today. It's hard to believe. Sure is. Here we are. Yep. March 1st. But you said it. A lot of you hockey tonight, Cam. A lot so of good. Yeah, no. Hockey with Cam. Ho- Hockey was great, Gabe. It was great, and we did a great job with the Islanders last night hitting the Islanders in the over. I also took a minus one and a half. I really like the situation for them. Uh, hopefully the board will be good to us, but you're absolutely right. College, uh, heartbreaking. Uh, you know, we went, went on St. John's. They lost outright. It pisses me off because we had a really, really good night in other areas, but uh, that seems to be the way it goes, Marantzi. It's always one thing goes great, but uh, you can't have that perfect night. We're slowly, slowly getting out of the water in the shallow end, but I haven't hit the deep end yet. Like, just, it's it's been a a real tug of war right now to try to get ahead, but I got a good feeling about tonight's card too. Like, yeah, we've been good, doing good in hockey though, buddy. Hockey's been great to us the last few nights. Yeah, hockey players. At least hockey is an intense. Hockey is an intense league to begin with, and um, we're into the playoff push right now. There's a playoff push in the NBA. They're going pretty hard in the NBA right now, but the NBA is still volatile. There's injuries. There's it's just the NBA is a, a weird league that has its ebbs and flows throughout the year. The NHL, they pretty much bring it on a nightly basis, but you know in the NHL you're getting you're getting 100% effort. Like college basketball is the one that I'm most weary of right now. Pre-conference tournaments, I'm always weary of it. The NBA is just, it's volatile, but you can win. You just got to, you know, you got to pick your spot. And um, uh, hockey, though, there's good spots on a nightly basis in the National Hockey League. You know, there, there really is. Last night it was a great spot with the Islanders, and uh, we'll speak with Ian Cameron, and we'll find out whether he thinks it's a great spot tonight with the Washington Capitals in what uh, is uh, the the classic letdown 
uh, spot, as they say in the batting business. Classic letdown spot for the you Islanders got, tonight. You got it, Marenzi. Uh, you're reading my mail. I'm already clicked the Capitals. Uh, it's a pick'em situation. I think the Islanders. It was a great situation there in Nassau. Fired up for the game, but now you got the Washington Capitals coming in. I got to take the Capitals pick'em situation, buddy. Very difficult for the Islanders to go back to back. Talking about the intensity level, it was real intense last night. Uh, we'll play Sean Avery's uh, uh, thoughts on the Islanders uh, game last night. Babano will talk uh, Capitals, Islanders, and more. Game continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll cut the small talk right now. So we'll get right down uh, to business with Babano. Just uh, one segment uh, with Babano. We've got Rich Sermonello uh, stepping up and in. We're going to jump in uh, to, to the NFL Combine, the news of the day. A little mini special uh, Combine. Um, so it'll give Babano uh, time to uh, to finish his, uh, his soup that's on the stove. Uh, you can stir that soup, uh, Babano. Get a nice hearty, uh, hearty uh, bowl of soup in you before you start drinking your your beers and your peach snaps. Apparently, it's a healthy Babano diet of beer, peach schnapps, and soup. I'm sure that's all people think I eat and drink these days. You're right. Well, isn't that the isn't that the truth? <laughs> False. Did you eat any chicken wings or anything at the place last week? I did, and they were really good, actually. Wild Wing, thumbs up. By the way, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a reminder that anytime we do it, that wasn't really a full-on, full road rage, but still, get together with the Ragers, with Gabe and Cam. It was great. Cam, it was great to see that the Leafs saved your night from a betting standpoint. That was a great bet on your part. Live in-game, what, plus 300 almost, beat the Canadians. Uh, well done, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Babano. Uh, yeah, Syracuse, uh, we were all on that Syracuse game against Duke, but uh, no, Marantzi, we were all on Van- uh, Islanders late against Vancouver, and uh, Gabe and I were on the Islanders last night, but Bennett will talk about it. But uh, a big win. This team uh, not getting much respect. I know it was Tavares' night, good spot for them. But, but uh, anyway, I think Barry Trotz is doing a bang-up job, and these guys, uh, Vegas isn't still giving them any respect in any type of situation. No, they're playing great, but hopefully not tonight. Hopefully not tonight. <laughs> That's a tough uh, it's a tough spot for them. Now, listen, it's at home again, right? So they're going back-to-back at home. Yet it was a real intense game last night. All right, so we told you. Uh, so Sean Avery, for those of you unaware, uh, former NHL player, um, probably would have been in the league longer, but he was pretty much probably like the biggest asshole ever to play in the National Hockey League, at least right up there. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. At least, yeah, at least right up there. Like, you know, he'd lick, kiss people, lick their faces. Remember he did that stunt where he, he stood in front of Brodeur. 
Yeah. I don't even. I can't even remember all the stupid. Yeah, things. the stick like washing, the, the windshield wiper. Yeah, spitting on people. Yeah, I think Avery's done it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, only guy who's on worth people. is Mar- yeah, yeah. Marshaw. Him and Marshaw go down as like the biggest dicks in hockey. Definitely. Yeah, but I'm not even gonna. And I hate Marshawn. I re- he's like the guy I dislike <laughs> the most. I used to hate him with a passion. Like really, like I don't like the word hate, but I did. Like I, I'd be like, I want to see him get hit in the face with a puck. Like I don't like this guy. <laughs> But I respect him. I don't respect yeah. Avery. Yeah, good I, I respect Marshawn. Marshawn is a good player. hockey player. He is. And he's you notice Marshawn's less of a punk recently. He's more of a player. Like, he's still Marshawn. He's always going to be who he is. But he doesn't do the things that he did. But Avery's a big jackass. But uh, Avery had some comments and some words about um, how the uh, Islander fans treated John Tavares last night. Uh, roll the tape, Yang. You don't want to hear me talk about hockey. Mute. New York Islander fans calling John Tavares a snake, throwing snakes on the ice. Who the f- are they kidding? That guy played 10 years in that f- dump with those f- fans. Didn't say a word, was a great captain, never got arrested. Didn't say f- boo. You losers want to ruin his night coming back to play for you guys. What was he supposed to do? Lie during the season? Or was he supposed to give the answer that all athletes give when they know they're not coming back to a team? You greasy Islander you guys get out cheered in your own barn by Ranger fans every time the Rangers play the Islanders in Long Island. you. And uh, Sean Avery. <laughs> Sean Avery, uh, back in the news. And, uh, I, thought the hate, I thought the hatred from Islander fans was was re- running r- crazy last night. Look at Avery here. Holy mackerel. He's got a little vitriol to him with those comments. Well, uh, holy mackerel, vitriol. Love the battle. That's as hockey as it gets right there, people. Holy mackerel. <laughs> vitriol. <laughs> can say, talk Rick a shit there. <laughs> Joe, I've, I've had a lot of listening to Rick Jenneret and Joe Bowen in my life, so there you go. That's what that's for. Yeah, yeah, the population yeah, yeah, yeah. of Palmenville. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he goes though. He never got arrested. What? Like so? Like that? He's supposed to be congratulated <laughs> for that. <laughs> you, he goes throwing snakes. He never complained. <laughs> Never got arrested. It's like, yeah, and what? You're saying because you got arrested? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just funny that dropped that in. Never got arrested. Yeah, you and snakes. F you. <laughs> um, you know what it is, though? It's the Ranger complex. I've noticed that out here. Like, Ranger fans are real, real cocky. Like, I've, that's Cam, and you're right about the Islanders, and that's why they've grown on me. Plus, they, they win for me. I've been betting on them this year. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. You're right. Like, um, devil fans yep. don't talk shit about the others, but the Rangers, like, constant. Like you said, like they just they get to get treated. The Brooklyn Nets yeah. and the New York Islanders get treated like they're just like they're scum yeah. by everyone. They're third class citizens. I know. It's, it's last crazy. time I checked, I the Islanders have four Stanley Cups. You know what I mean? The Rangers won one for like in ever. <laughs> like you know, it took you 48 years or whatever. And that the was 25 thing, like, years ago. Yeah, Leaf fans were talking shit last night, too, and I said, hey, listen, I'm just calling it like I see it, but in my lifetime, I've seen the Islanders win four cups. I've seen the Leafs win zero cups. I've never seen the Leafs in a cup, and 
you know, and well, it was a long time ago. Well, the Leafs were was 67. And then you, well, let's dig deeper. Who's won a playoff series more recently even? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, the, when's the last time the Leafs won a playoff series? Uh, 2004. Two th- correct. Yeah, 2004. 2004. Good call, Babano. So nice you call. years ago. Pat Quinn, the late Pat Quinn, was still coaching them. That's insane. It, uh, yeah, it's when you crazy. Put it in that game. perspective, and, and, and look at the cockiness. Really I know it's great. That, I, you know me, no, 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 I don't okay. share that cockiness. I'm just like a guy. Like I just an Islander fan. Like it, it's crazy. <laughs> the, 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 the grief, the grief they take. It's yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. And I and Gabe, you know, I worked with Pot uh, Potvin and Bossy. They said the same thing to me a long time ago. It's like I don't, these guys like they hate. It's just why like why hate the Islanders? Like what the hell they do? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I got too fast, Papano. Yeah, Listen, we're not trying to run you. Oh yeah, we got to do picks. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, Gabe's got a pick, reason yeah. to. Gabe's got a reason to respect Marshawn more than Avery. Marshawn's a lot better, more impactful hockey player. Let's be honest. No, it's not that's even close. The truth. Yeah. So you like yeah, Washington yeah. tonight, right. Babano? What else is uh, on the hockey card tonight? It's actually a really nice night. What else, what else are you looking at? Let's go rapid fire NHL NBA. Pittsburgh Buffalo over the total. Pittsburgh's defense is banged up. We like uh, Philly New Jersey under because New Jersey can't score. Keep digging, as Cam says. We like Washington uh, against the New York Islanders. NBA, I'm laying the five with the Raptors against Portland. It's been a great road trip for Portland. I understand that, but it's the end of the road trip. They're happy. They've had a great one. I think Toronto will take care of business, uh, lay the five there. Uh, I'm going to try to take Washington plus 10 against Boston. I can't lay 10 points with the Celtics right now, uh, the way they're playing. I know Washington is tough to trust them, but I can't lay 10 with Boston. I'll take Washington in that game. So there you go. I was looking at Washington, too. Hey, Bobano, we were on Orlando last night, buddy. We got it done there. Nice comeback by the Magic. Yeah, exactly. Great job. Magic playing good ball. If you bet them right now, you can make some money. College sucked, though. College sucked. Anything else you got? What about Uh, college tonight, Bobano? Do you like any college? college basketball? Just Dayton. I laid the seven with Dayton. I've been fading Rhode Island left and right. They're a terrible team right now. Their one win is against George Washington. It's probably the worst team in the Atlantic 10 right now. Uh, They have Langevin and Doughton from last year's team when Danny Hurley coached there, and not much else beyond them. They're not playing good defensively. Dayton just pulverized them. Uh, last time they played, uh, almost 30-point win for Dayton. I know it's Rhode Island revenge, but I don't think they're any good. Dayton is really good, and they're playing well. I think laying seven at home with Dayton's not too much to ask for. Ian Cameron, rightwager.com. Um, we're in the week four of the Alliance League, and I, I, like the, I like the card this week. I'm looking at it, the numbers. Last week it was tricky. I ended up uh, – I didn't play them uh, – no, what did I do? I ended up going uh, – I was two and two last week. It was or one and two, whatever. I lost the game at the bar, and then I went at, uh, I won two bets on the way out Sunday night. Quickly but, uh, on the Alliance, the my favorite, yeah. favorite on favorite play, favorite game in the Alliance is the Memphis game. I like Memphis and the over side and total both in that game. Take advantage of Mettenberger playing better. I like where you're going, Todd. I'm on Memphis plus the points as well. Ian Cameron get his picks over at RightWager.com. Thanks for betting. Have a good weekend, guys. Game time is continues with Sermon LNX. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions Red Heat Rage Radio, the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine is in full swing. And for serious players, fantasy football has now become a year-round pastime. Roto Expert has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections, rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts uh, crew are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% right now off over at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. And uh, people are talking of football uh, right now. Uh, we've got uh, free agency right around the corner. We, we spoke about Antonio Brown with Warren Moon. Uh, earlier, and of course, people are talking about the NFL Combine. So let's bring in a man that's uh, seen all these players play um, at the collegiate level. Probably interviewed um, a lot of them, uh, written stories about a lot of them. Rich Sermonello steps up and in. Rich, happy New Year, Rich. Happy Combine. Good to have you on the show. How you doing, Rich? Good evening, Gabe. I have missed you, my friend. Cam, how are you? Hey, Rich. How's it going, buddy? Man, you sound crystal clear. Nice connection. Oh, that's that's good to hear. I'm always worried about the connection. Uh, hopefully, I have something uh, important to say. If the connection is good, uh, hopefully the uh, content is good as well. Yeah, you know, I, the um, the uh, your what's that, Yang? Like, <laughs> what did you say, Yang? He needs to show you how to connect, uh, so you can sound crispy clear. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah throwing darts at you. What's, what's... <laughs> yeah, he, 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 I love Yang, but he's got horrible timing. <laughs> like, yes. like, it's not the time for jokes. Like, we're in the middle of, like, an interview here. Like, you know what I mean? I love you, Yang, but, like, dude. <laughs> like, uh, man, like, I got to restart all the time. Like. All right. Yeah, you're so, your, your connection's so good. I thought you were in my house here or something. Yeah, I agree. It's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to look over my shoulder. So, yeah, so, Rich, you know, it's good to catch up with you. We had Joe Lisi on uh, this morning. It was fun uh, with Joe running through uh, running through the players. And, of course, uh, me, Joe, and uh, Rich Sermon LL did the uh, the college football show uh, throughout the year. And uh, it was like a, um, I don't know, like what, if we were a college football team, Rich, what, what was our record, would you say? 12 games. Like, what uh... do you think our, our show? Not picking picks, we but like, were, you know, uh, you're reviewing the show. Yeah. I'm going to say. Just the general feel. General feel. I'm going to say we were a nine and three team. That's what I was going to say. Nine and, nine <laughs> were you, are you and two? three. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. nine and three. And and two of us did, just didn't show up for the ball game. 
That that yeah, that not, would yeah, be our yeah, season. Yeah. Hey, Rich, <laughs> exactly. not nine and three gets you to the New Year's yeah. game, buddy. Nine and three no, gets no, you to the New Year's great. game. Lisi shows it's up a, for the bowl game, and Gabe and I are partying someplace, blowing off as we get yeah. prepared for the. You're right. I'm the type of guy that rips these kids, and you're right. At the end, I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Screw this program." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> screw I got this my program, own issues. Screw this coach. Yeah. It was screw everybody. Yeah, yeah. I got to December. Yeah, exactly. You guys have no idea what this year was like, but. Yeah, I think it's funny. We both said the same thing at nine and three, where we had expectations of like playoffs and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had high expectations. We were right there, and uh, bad locker room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we sniffed. We, we sniffed greatness for a while in October, and and by December we were ready to kill yeah. each other. Bad locker yeah, yeah, room. Fame, fame. <laughs> No, I'm telling we you, were, Cam, like fame went to our head. Yeah, like uh, went to our yeah. head too. Yeah. Yeah, we, we but, were like a nineteen seventies Yankees team without any hardware. That's what we were. Yeah. Be honest though, you and I never really got into it. You know no. what I mean? You and no, Joe did, and some... me and Joe did. <laughs> yes. yes, that's true. What was the common theme so... there, by the way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I actually I actually lost my I actually lost it at one point. I look back on it and I'm like, man, I really felt bad, but I I actually threatened Joe during a break to uh, to to hit him in the head with a microphone. If nice. you recall. It's actually, one of the yeah. funniest things. Yeah, he yeah, didn't take it poorly. Well, I got threatened like ten times. <laughs> so, but but I but, think we gave we gave a preponderance. We produced a good show. Winners. Yeah. Right, and not, not yeah, only that, yeah. but actually, when we were hot. We were scorching hot. At, at times, it wasn't all three of us. But, man, when we got hot, when we got streaky, when it came to picks, we were really good. I mean, I, I would say probably up around the 60% mark. Oh, no, for definitely. People have really, really enjoyed the show. You know what's funny? Um, next year, if we're lucky enough, you know, if we get the opportunity, I'll do it again. I think it's better if I just sort of Skype in because I was beaten down Saturday mornings. I think it put me in a bad mood, like, rolling in uh, to begin with. Well, and we had that experience but, two years ago of you Skyping in. Now, you're the one who had to come into the city on, on Saturdays. But Skyping in, I thought, actually worked out really well because the audience, yeah. your fans, got an opportunity uh, to listen to you, to get your picks, to get your breakdowns, particularly from the Vegas angle. And you had the opportunity to do it from the comfort of your own home. So, obviously, that's something uh, uh, possibly under consideration for September. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I was going to say, though, we definitely we should do it. Be great viewing, actually. We'll go over to like uh, Jack uh, Jack Doyle's there down the street. We'll go to a pub. We'll roll a camera. You, me and Lisi. Oh, uh, sort of like the hard docks. No, no, the no, no, no. I'm saying the before the year. Yeah, but I'm saying uh. before the year starts, we'll do our own little like hard knocks and like, all right, season three. <laughs> like we're in season three now. <laughs> we'll sort of we'll have some drinks. All right, last year. You know, things got a little heated and things, you know, things are pretty crazy. So, you know, this year, I think I think it would be a great, uh, I think it would be great viewing, Cam, wouldn't it? I, I, <laughs> oh, would yeah, like, I, like it. I would like Sports Grid or Fantasy Sports Network branded mouthpieces for each of us. Just so none of us lose any, <laughs> none of us lose any chicklets. No chicklets. Yeah, exactly. No chicklets I enjoyed it, though. I really enjoyed it. I don't want people to think it was like uh, Monday Night no, Raw. I thought there, there was there was there was great chemistry, and um, there was you know on air there was good camaraderie, and really honestly, the camera should roll during the breaks. That's where the viral moments exactly. usually took place. No, nah, everyone's intense. It's just it is like that's lock like that's locker room stuff. It's all it's all good. So um, speaking of which, so I know you you spoke with Joe Ranieri earlier in the morning. 
Yeah. And uh, I heard the promo talking about Kyler Murray, and you've never heard in your life so much talk about an eighth and an inch uh, making a difference. Yeah. But it does only because I think it justifies, it allows general managers now not to be out on this limb. You know what I mean? It's real tough. If you're a GM and, man, the kid's 5'9", or his hands are small, and I really like him, but I'm gonna get, I can't do this because just yeah. it goes against everything. At least now... If he is, let's say he doesn't succeed, you can say, listen, man, it wasn't the size. He's the exact same size as Russell Wilson. He either succeeds or he doesn't. But, you know, you, you know a lot about Kyler Murray. What is, is he being overhyped, underhyped? What do, what do you, what, what's, what's, your per, what's your perception of him compared to what the public's perception is uh, right now, Rich? I think it's kind of interesting, Gabe, because there there are certain predecessors that have validated Kyler Murray. If this was 10 years ago, I, I don't think he'd have a shot. I think he would be sort of uh, trendy in a you know mid-round kind of a pick. But a couple of things have happened, Russell Wilson being the one big one. At 5'10", we're not used to 5'10 quarterbacks. You know, We're not used to that Doug Flutie-sized quarterback. But when Russell Wilson at his size had success, it validated those under-six-foot quarterbacks to at least get a look. That's number one. Number two, what are the things that we talked about in the past? Go back to shows from five years ago, seven years ago. Everybody hated system quarterbacks. If you came out of Texas Tech, if you came out yep. of an Oklahoma, if you came out of, yep. you know, a Washington State, if you were a Mike Leach quarterback, nobody gave you a shot. But once we started to see the Baker Mayfields, the Pat Mahomes. Cole Brennan, Rich, right? Yeah, Cole Remember Brennan, Cole Brennan was sort of the first of one that kind of yeah. was. It was yeah. almost like, listen, he threw for so many yards. Remember at the Redskins? Yeah, but it was I remember Jones. Cole Brennan's. Right. I know. Good call. But I remember his first few drives. I was like, oh, look at this, Cole Brennan. Yeah. And then reality kicked in. But you're completely right. I, You know, before this, I, we used to talk, think of a Big 12 quarterback in the NFL. Who, Brandon Whedon? I really couldn't come up with one almost. But Mahomes the Mahomes success, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Baker Mayfield success, success opens up yep. the door right now for this hype that we have, right, Rich? You bring up an excellent point, Gabe, because it gives validation to those general managers. Because if he's a even if he's five nine and three quarters, we've never done that before. So for a general manager to step up and say, "Hey, this kid is under five ten, but now he's in that Russell Wilson mold. He's in that Baker Mayfield system." So he will have a shot. Having said that, listen, I, I asked the question yesterday. I'd like your guys' take on this. Is he significantly better? Are you more convinced that he's going to get it done than, say, Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson no, was not. an end-of-a-first-round end pick. And some people even thought maybe the Ravens reached a little bit into the first round. Is this kid at 5'10", with one year of experience, better than Lamar Jackson? I'm not convinced yet. I'm with you, Rich. I, I, and another thing is we saw, we saw, you know, we talk about the the accuracy of passes. Sure, he scored against some of those Big Twelve defenses too. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot different. Very similar, Mar Jackson. The only difference is, uh, you know, he, I think he might be a tad quicker. Like he has super, super, super speed. Russell Wilson, same kind of frame taken in the third round. That's a steal for Seattle. But to really think about it, and now the story today with Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury and the relationship, I would have taken this guy first. That's too high for Murray, but it's all. It, we live in a hype world, right, Rich? That's oh, yeah. the thing. I would uh, take him that the big high. difference. Cam, Cam, I like no Lamar doubt. Jackson. 
He's going top ten, Kyler Murray. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure he is. He might go top no five. He might go. He might yeah. go down of top five. <laughs> yeah, and listen, if if Arizona, if Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, how fascinating that prior to becoming the Cardinals coach, he mentions that he would take Kyler Murray number one. Now he has the opportunity mm-hmm. to do it. Does he actually step up? Do they have? Do they have a partner to trade Josh Rosen? Because I listen, I wasn't high on Rosen last year. I'm not high on him in Cliff Kingsbury's system. That's for sure. No, you're exactly right. He doesn't fit the system. And for the record, Josh Rosen uh, wiped off all Arizona Cardinals stuff off of one of his Instagram pages. Just saying, DeMar DeRozan did that with Toronto, and he was gone like eight hours later. So, <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the elite package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or elite package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, ready for Rage Radio, continues our NFL Combine uh, talk, continues with Rich Sermonello. We got Rich uh, for a little while here, and uh, we're glad that we do. Uh, we'll save some time for our best bets uh, here tonight, but uh, let's talk some football. Uh, we're not just going to focus on Kyler Murray. Everyone's doing it. We'll mix it up. And Rich actually knows if you got a player out there you want to ask him oh, about, I, uh, I fire us off uh, a tweet. <laughs> Uh, or so. All right, Cam. <laughs> I got lots. The caller or the, 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 the listeners uh, right now. Um, we'll get into other players. But you you asked us what you know. What's the difference in Lamar Jackson? And there there are comparisons between the two of them, especially with the hand size now, the exact same hand and the speed factor, etc. What else? And I I was pro Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar's going to be fine in the NFL, and he took him. He took a team to the playoffs. Like yeah, he was rudimentary, but he'll get better. But you raise a good point, Rich. Lamar Jackson actually played for it has like forty starts under his belt or something. Yeah, like three that. years, three four Kyle, years. Yeah. yeah, three year starter, Kyler Murray, and under Bobby Petrino, and Kyler Murray one year starter. But the difference is, even with that, Kyler Murray is a much better passer than Lamar Jackson is, and Lamar Jackson wasn't drafted ninth overall in a Major League Baseball draft as well. I hate to put it on the word. It factor, but I think that Kyler Murray will be every bit as successful as Deshaun Watson is in the National Football League. Interesting. I don't. I'm not saying he's like you know like Mahomes. We'll see. Mahomes is kind of a freak of nature this year, but I think he can be successful. Like if Baker Mayfield can be successful, why can't Kyler Murray be successful? They ran the same damn offense, except Kyler Murray put up bigger numbers and. I'm, you know, I'm sure you've spoken to Lincoln Riley, Rich, or, or heard these sentiments, but I read an interview. Peter King did and had a sit-down with Lincoln Riley. It was great stuff. And they they were comparing Baker Mayfield to, to, to uh, Kyler Murray. And they said, well, you know, Kyler Murray's really fast, right? And, he, and Lincoln Riley said, yeah, but he didn't really run much. He said he, it's not his first instinct to run. And he said... He goes, I say about 90% of the time he threw from the, the pocket. Yeah. Bing, 89% he threw from the pocket. 89%. He doesn't, like, look to run. He looks to throw first. 
Um, he's too small. Um, Lincoln Riley said Baker Mayfield is way more beat up after any game. He said way more beat up than Kyler. He said Kyler's like a ghost. He just slicks and slides, and he has an incredible knack and presence. Um, um, oh, yeah, passes batted down line of scrimmage. Kyler Murray's yep. too short. Um, Drew Locke, six foot four, six foot five, um, had eight passes batted down. Daniel Jones is six foot five, had twelve passes batted down. Uh, Dwayne Haskins had like uh, four passes batted down, five. Um, Kyler Murray, three. Like you go down the list, every knock, like I can sort of come back and say, "Wow, I don't know." Here's the sort of evidence here. I think he's special. I think he's an it factor. And I say all of this, and I still like Dwayne Haskins better. If I'm a general manager, I'm taking Haskins. But I'm not going to laugh or mock anybody that takes Kyler Murray and makes him the face of the franchise, guys. That's a great point. I mean, it factor is something you can't coach. It's something you look for in a quarterback. We saw it even even when Oklahoma was struggling as a team. If you go back to that first meeting against Texas, you know, Kyler Murray in Dallas, he puts the Sooners on his back, damn near rallies them from what, two, three touchdowns behind in the second half. He is that kind of a player, unique athlete, uh, extraordinarily He was making a little run at Bama late in that game, too, yeah. Rich. He, no, he came they started. They, they spotted Bama 21 early points. Yeah. Then he grinded. You know, Murray and, yeah, and Bama were a little overwhelmed, but that's the thing. I don't know. Listen, Kyle Cliff Kingsbury you know, recruited him and stuff, tried to get him, et cetera, so he knows him. Kingsbury said he's the best, uh, best like uh, quarterback he ever seen. I'm not the same guy that didn't want Baker Mayfield, but he uh, for Pat Mahomes. So maybe Kingsbury's not as dumb as everyone thinks. And he said, he said, I've never seen Kyler Murray. This is Kingsbury. He said, I've never seen Kyler Murray play a bad game before, mm. like ever. He basically yeah, said, again, like he's again, never. He feels like someone who's been around for a long period of time because, for people who don't remember, began his career under Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M. Yes, sir. But Kyler Murray, because I've been saying this a lot over the past month, Dwayne Haskins, what I like about Haskins is just one year as a starter, the trajectory is so good. If you watch the end of the season against some of the better defenses that Ohio State was facing, he was raising the level of his play. But listen to this, though. Kyler Murray has just one year as a starter, too. So the trajectory for Murray as a quarterback is headed in the right direction as well. i got to ask. Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, Cam. Go ahead. I was going to say about Murray, Arizona's definitely in the mix. So, And you raised a great point before, Rich. Josh Rosen. So what's the perception of Josh Rosen elsewhere? You know, I think, you know, I'm higher on Rosen than some people are. I wouldn't be giving up on the kid. But it's a great point that you raise. Come on, Cliff Kingsbury comes in here. He's already being laughed at. Like, Kingsbury's going to have to earn that room. Like, you know, it's tough enough for any college coach to come in, as we know. It's tougher when you're, you know, five and seven every year. Like, what have you done? Why do you have this job? You're 32. Like, who the hell are you? And there's already that sort of mockery of him. You've got to give this guy his guys. You can't put Cliff Kingsbury in this spot and say, no, 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 no. We're, you know, you do it like this. If I'm Kingsbury, and he seems to be a pretty much a a strong-willed guy, is that I need Kyler Murray. You yeah. guys hired me for my offense, yep. my offensive mind. I Rosen can't run my offense. Kyler Murray is tailor-made for my offense. 
and we can get him. It wouldn't shock me if it happens, guys. And it wouldn't shock me if the Raiders get involved. You know, they're going to Vegas. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be too bad having Kyler Murray as, as your guy going into Vegas. Um, and then you get lower. The Giants, I think, are in love with Haskins. Haskins I think like yeah. they're they like the big guys, the Giants. You yeah. know what I mean? They're throwers, and you know, so they're in love with Haskins. Drew Locke is an interesting guy, but the teams are quarterbacks, guys. Cincinnati Bengals at eleven, Miami Dolphins at thirteen, and people in Miami want Kyler Murray. Because they're they're you're yearning for a star, you know. Like they, they I don't think he'll be Kyler there, Gabe. He he won't be there at the end. No way. No, he won't be there. He boy might not be there at eleven for the Bengals either. I don't. I think that I think you're right there too. I think he goes a lot higher than everyone thinks. Like he, I would it even shock you. You got you guys are talking about with Arizona now. You said you said it. They might just say hey, Rosen. It's been a slice. We drafted you in the first yeah. round. And just start again. When, when, don't, put you, it past don't you get a weird feeling, too? I mean, because when, when the football season ended, it seemed like conventional wisdom that the kid was going to the A's. And, and then, you know, Kingsbury gets that job with the Cardinals. You almost start point, to wonder, Rich. like, you know, you know, like, wait a second. Murray and his dad are probably saying, like, I don't yeah. know where I'm going to. I could be the yeah. first. Rich, do you think you give up play all that Kingsbury. money and everything without yeah. speaking to someone and being told? You are a top ten pick. You are. Don't yep. we're like you know what I mean? You don't There's think no like question on. about it. No question about like, it. Like and, serious and, talks, not just from a reporter. I'm talking teams, nope. GMs saying, "Kid, whoa, 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 whoa." You know what I mean? Don't do this. Like you're coming to our league here, right? I think, and as you stated, I'd say Rosen taking the Cardinal stuff off, and yep. <laughs> I think Rosen knows what's up right now. Where does Rosen be, go after being after being a top ten you know pick a year ago? He seems ago, like Eli Lightning to me. He's an Eli yeah. Junior. Wouldn't he just be yeah. the perfect giant? <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. That's even Miami, Cincinnati, any other yes. team. Like you yeah. know, yeah. how, about, how guys? about the skins? How about the skins? Perfect. At Fifteen. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense yeah. too, Rich. Yeah. Alex Smith. And you know what? Be the skins drop it. That's that's more realistic for Rosen too. If you're the skins, you know what I mean. You know, I don't know if you'd want to give up. I don't know where they are. What are they like? The I don't 15, know what's their pick. Yeah, the, 15. 15. Yeah. That's sort of realistic. You're not giving up top. You know what I mean? He's a first-round pick. He went 10 last year, but it's like a used car. He's been taken off the lot, right? So, yeah. to me, it's second yeah. round now. Yeah. yeah, second round. Okay, so let's blast through some of these other names. Quickly on Haskins, your take on Haskins, Rich. And then let's talk about some of the guys that people aren't talking about so much, like the Ryan Finleys and the Will Greers of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your take on Haskins? Can of an arm, not a mobile guy, but I, it's funny. Josh, Josh Allen wasn't a hugely mobile guy. It was at Wyoming either. And look at him in the NFL. Haskins is a big guy. And by necessity, you just have to run for your life sometimes in the NFL. So I don't think that he, it's not that he can't run. I just think that he's been, he's so good throwing the ball and he's been picking apart competition. He's never really been forced to, but I know scouts aren't overly impressed if he gets rattled and taken out of the pocket. You know who he reminds me of, guys? Um, a young Ben Roethlisberger. I, I look at the build oh, of yeah, good yeah. Haskins. Thick body frame. <laughs> big Excellent. body, big arm, uh, poised at a young age. Got a, he has that sort of bomber's mentality. Uh, not, not mobile. Seems like a uh, smart kid, Rich. Yeah, Seems smart like a smart kid. kid. I, I think he's... Um, 
I, I think he, after one year, listen, you go back to 2017, you want to know about Dwayne Haskins, 2017, JT Barrett goes down, they're playing Michigan, big rivalry game, end of oh, November, God, I know. and Haskins was fantastic in that game. Listen, Rich, First you want to know? major reps. You know I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I never cheer for anyone to get hurt. I really don't. Even if I had $10,000 on a game, I don't. I'm not, they're all, we're all God's uh, creatures here. And it's just bad, whatever. I don't cheer for sure. injury. It's bad but it's Michigan. Yeah. yeah, it's Michigan, Ohio State. So when Barrett got taken out, I wasn't like, oh, good, he's hurt. But I sort of was like, uh, good. <laughs> I was like, for us, I was like, all right, if we can't yeah. beat him now, when are we going to beat him? Right? It was one of those deals. I was like, guys, if you can't do this now, you know. And I swear to God, Cam and Rich, it took me about two or three passes to realize, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. this guy's like ten times better than Barrett. Bring, bring back JT. <laughs> like, no, no, right away. I swear yeah. to God, Cam, two or three passes in, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, effing Urban Meyer. I was like, he's got an even better one now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, damn. And look, JT Barrett, and we may be talking about like being drafted in the top five. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, listen, I like Haskins. I, I, I don't think he's a day one starter. I, I think if it is the Giants, if he could be good call. Yeah. Behind Eli, take over in year two, that would be an ideal situation. But you briefly touched on it, Gabe. You know, I think there's – it's not a great quarterback class. I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan. But I think – you mentioned two names that when you go a little bit deeper into the draft, Ryan Finley at NC State, Will Greer at West Virginia, who I think is getting unfairly dogged during this process. And, and another one I know deeper. I'm going to read your mind. Another ahead, one. The third one that no one's talking about, Gardner Minshew. You got it. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Of course, your uncle Rich. Gard- I'm your co- Gard- cousins. I know, I know, I know how you think. <laughs> Gardner Minshew is going to be an NFL yes. backup quarterback for about eight years, and then every so often, your starter's going to go down. Minshew's going to come in. He's going to pull your butt well. out of the fire. He's going to win a game, and then after he's done cashing paychecks for eight years, he's going to become a coach. Mark it down. Wow, I like it, Rich. It I, and I, I'm a, well. You're just Dave, I'm high on Will Greer too. I think Will Greer has intangibles. I, you know, we, we yeah. didn't like. We talked about the Syracuse game where he should have played. I and I agree with Morenci when he said it to even help your stock more. But he's a competitor. He kind of reminds me of Baker Mayfield Jr. The headband uh, totally kind of thing. Like, let's rock. Yes, you he's know, got, I believe he's he is that moxie. type of. Uh, Yep. He does. He's, he's got moxie. He's got a gunslinger mentality. I have used that comparison before, Cam. I do see a little bit of Baker Mayfield like. I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, we're going to continue talking about more football, uh, more players, more quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, don't worry. We'll hit the defensive side of the football uh, as well. Uh, from what I understand, uh, the uh, people really like what they saw from Ed Oliver. Uh, just his body. Uh, they had... Uh, they had questions he answered them hey thanks for downloading the podcast and remember if you want to listen live download the iHeartRadio app download the TuneIn app and just search for fantasy sports radio network and you can listen to this program live also if you want to watch the video of this podcast check us out on youtube on twitch or on periscope and type in you guessed it fantasy sports network you'll find us there enjoy the show and thanks for listening
Oh, damn, this is one of our three-minute little blitzes here. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to new, uh, welcome to radio, uh, Rich. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're just here for like a couple minutes. There'll be a little news update, and then uh, boom, we'll, we'll continue with football here. Uh, we'll blast through the quarterbacks, and we'll get into everything else after. So, um, you know, I've spoken to uh, Russ Landy this week. We've spoken to uh, uh, to, uh, to to Chris Landry from Landry Football. We spoke to a lot of scouts and different guys this week. And one guy, the name Drew Locke. You know, remember, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Drew Locke was supposed to be that guy, the top quarterback taken, Rich. What's your take on Locke? And it seems to me that NFL people do like him, actually. And you talked about Haskins needing some needing some time, one-year starter. Kyler Murray's going to get thrown right in there probably, but he's only started one year, too. He's extremely raw. But if we're talking about most ready guy you put on an NFL football field, it's probably Drew Locke, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, over the last couple of years when we would talk Missouri football, one of the things that came up was, you know, Drew Locke was one of those quarterbacks that sort of disappeared in big games. Uh, when you broke down his That's numbers. That's something that got, I heard twice this week about him. That's the it, negative, it, yeah. If you get granular on his games, he would beef up against poor opponents, non-conference games, you know, maybe the weaker teams in the SEC. But when he played better competition in the SEC, he faded through a lot of picks, had accuracy. The ball performance issues. was nice. He showed some heart and, you know, grit playing in a game, number one. Hey, he's getting drafted higher than Weir. Drew Locke showed up, and he, you know, he tried his ass off in that game too. He yep. showed me something in that game as far as his heart. This is my prediction for the next uh, forty-eight hours for Drew Locke. I, I think he's going to rise in the short term because he's going to test extremely well. I, I don't know if anyone yeah, has yeah. better arm. Talent he's made for the combine. Drew Locke. exactly. He is. He's made you know for the combine to throw. He's right. uh, he, he's Jay Cutler. He's Matt Stafford. Good. In terms of our talent, yeah. he has that kind of arm, and that Matt is going to impress. I can see him with John Elway and the Broncos. I, I think that's the fit that I can see. That's the kind of quarterback that John likes. That's my prediction at this stage of the game. Perfect fit for Denver. He's had eight quarterbacks in the last, like, five years, so he better settle on one soon. All right, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart is going to get us caught up today. And uh, Rich Cervinella hanging out with us. We'll uh, we'll keep kicking it. And uh, we'll talk some running backs. Cam's got some running backs he wants to talk about.